0: Last week, as we were coming around the corner for the election, I received messages from several friends that live around the world, expressing their concern and their prayers for our country. But one in particular was dear to me. It was from my friend Jean-Claude, who, who shared with me this word in Karundi: "Turi kumwe. Now I don't know many words in Kurundi and I remember even less of them when I'm far away from East Africa, but this word is very dear. Turikumwe means we are together. We are together. One thing I love about traveling internationally is that I'm reminded of um, how deep our individualism is in our American culture. We have this sense of, of being in and on our own, of being self-made people, and I think in some ways even more so, or at least in a unique way, for those of us who are from the Western United States who have inherited um, that That pioneer spirit, that sense of Lewis and Clark out on their own discovering new lands. We have this story of overcoming odds and and making our own way in the world and needing to to have everything we need within ourselves. And there are some beautiful things out there. Certainly so much ingenuity has come from that cultural dynamic. However, it also breaks down over the course of a life for most of us. Because we struggle then to know how to reach out when we need help. We we struggle to know how to, to befriend each other and be with each other and to embody that spirit of turikumwe. We are in it together. We've really struggled with it during this pandemic, haven't we? Struggle to know what it means to go through this national crisis together, to come together around agreed-upon ways of being. We've seen how, how deep our distrust is of the other, and that distrust keeps us isolated differently than we might be isolated just from the quarantine, isolated socially, and emotionally isolated, and, and not being able to, to really trust and come together as a society. There's no doubt that, that as Americans, most of us could, could really stand to grow in that spirit of Turi Kumwe. We are together. Our text today from Judges 4 is one of the oldest texts in the Bible, one of the earliest texts and it's an interesting story. It comes in a a peculiar period in the the history of Israel that's described in the Bible. It comes during the time of the judges. A period of the judges is is kind of an experiment in governing, or at least that's how it comes to us, in which God says, I'm not going to give you a king. I'm going to rely more on local grassroots leaders to lead you and there's a question that's posed in the first chapter of Judges this question of who should go up and who should fight for us and so this this fledgling tribe of Israel is coming up against the the people of Canaan and and these enemies and and they're trying to establish their identity and they're asking themselves Who's going to lead us? And how are we going to establish our national identity in this time? And the answer that God gives them is is one that is um, maybe a little suspicious, doesn't seem like it might have a great chance of working. It's, It's, I'm going to raise up judges for you, local leaders, to help you make it through this time. So there's no king or centralized government. And what happens is that the most unlikely judges are put into place in the first few chapters. There's Ehud, who, who has the, the perceived disability of being left-handed. There's an outcast, of someone who's on the edges of society named Jephthah. And in this chapter, there's Deborah, who is a woman. All of them may be less qualified because of their outward appearances or because of the ways that they were born. And yet these are the people that God chooses to lead this country. So Deborah is the current judge in Judges 4. uh, she is sitting under a tree, giving judgments, helping the govern the people, and she is called upon by God to to join with Barak, with the military leader of Israel, to defeat the latest incursion by the Canaanites. They need to make a move, and Barak is easy is eager to to go forward and to. To, to win the victory and probably to take a little credit for it, but, but Deborah tells him, you know what, you're not going to get credit for this victory. Instead, it's going to go to a woman. And by that woman, she didn't mean herself, actually. It ends up going to a woman named Jael, just a, a housewife who was at home. And when the, the fleeing general of the opposing army came into her tent, she hid him, and while he was asleep, she, in one of the most violent moments of the Bible, she put a tent stake through his head, and she was declared the victor. So there's this interesting story of in Judges, where it's very ancient, very old, This this sense of... The world is in a little bit of chaos and the people of Israel are unprotected and they don't have a trustworthy government. And yet this this ragtag group of people, Deborah, the the woman judge, Barak, kind of a little bit of a egotistical and insecure military general, and this housewife come together with the Israeli army to defeat their enemy and find victory and then it says there's a period of peace many decades of peace that follow this incident Now you can pick your favorite storyline maybe you love the superheroes in the Avengers movies who who need each other who have to come together and each bring their particular strength to win the battle Maybe you're a Star Wars person. You love that idea of the intergalactic fight for justice across the planets. Or maybe, like me, you've been uh, eagerly awaiting the new season of "This is Us to come out on TV. It's this story of a messy and imperfect family who who seems to keep finding their way back to each other through many many difficulties or maybe you're laughing regularly at Schitt's Creek that story of a wealthy family who loses all their wealth and yet in some ways finds themselves and finds community for the first time when they move to a tiny little quirky town or maybe you're a Tolkien person and you you love the Lord of the Rings and your heart just beats a little faster when you see Frodo with his, with his friends walking through the Middle Earth, the elves and the hobbits and the humans and the dwarves who battle evil together. Or as we come into the holiday season, many of us will be reminding ourselves of Narnia, that, that country where it was always winter and never Christmas, until a group of children we able to to work with Aslan, a lion, quietly to save Narnia. These stories that we tell ourselves connect with us deep within because they are stories of Turikumwe. They are stories of of being in it together. They're stories where that that um, that tell us we are not lone rangers. We are not alone. We deeply need each other. We need each other's strengths and gifts. We need each other's care and support to make these deep and important journeys. The truest stories we tell are the ones where we are together in a pack of unlikely companions and heroes who find the meaning and purpose in a shared story. Valley Presbyterian Church has always been a little bit of an unlikely story. We don't have the slickest technology all the times. We're definitely off the beaten path, not in a big downtown area. We are a little bit quirky. We're a little bit up and down, and, and sometimes everything doesn't work quite the way it's supposed to. But also, we have longed for many years, for 60 years, been a community where love is real, and faith is authentic, and we trust in the power of coming together. And that's really what it Turi Kumwe is all about. We are together, and this year, in this difficult year, we have come together. Kids and families have, have found refuge online and in their relationships with each other. Groups have gathered, some with people from all over the country who have, who have come to, to connect online and, and find sustenance during this time. We've made many phone calls and sent texts and sent care packages and dropped things off at residential facilities. We've sent uh, gift cards to our students. We've sent money to our partners. We've helped Latino students uh, go to seminary. We've helped pastors with scholarships. We've installed hand-washing stations in the Dominican Republic and in Burundi. We've prayed for each other. If you haven't signed up for our weekly prayer list, I would, would recommend you doing that. It's a, it's a wonderful resource every week to, to really feel that we are in it together. But there is more to do. The isolation is going to continue. Our winter is just beginning. And so I'd like to encourage us in this season of reflecting on who we are and and how we want to give to keep going, to keep reaching out, to keep calling, to keep giving, to keep volunteering and and putting your hand in, keep inviting others into this story, into this, this story of love and community and authenticity. The world doesn't have to be perfect. And our leaders don't have to be flawless for us to come together. Our focus has been so much on national leadership, but I do believe that it is the local stories, those grassroots stories that are the ones that make the most difference. In fact, God has never needed perfection or a functional system in order to work. Spirit of God is always whispering to us, Turi Kumwe, we are together. I am with you and you are with each other. Like Deborah, like Barack, like Jael, we step forward in that spirit. Even when it seems like everything else in our world tells us we are alone, even when we are are stuck in our homes and not able to go out. Let us dare to listen to the Spirit of God whispering to us, Turi Kumwe. Let that be the deepest truth and the best story we know, the story that we are telling with our lives and in our congregation. Let's keep digging deep. Let's keep reaching out Let's keep remembering we are together. Amen.